Welcome to the eRealEstateCoach.com podcast, your place for the best new tips, tools, scripts, strategies, and tactics to reach your true potential as a real estate professional. Your host is Real Trends Top 500 broker, Jim Remley. Who is Jim Remley? Jim is a chocolate enthusiast, skier, and snowboarder, beach club regular, speaker, author, broker, investor, and dad. Jim shattered sales records by listing over 150 properties in one 12-month period at age 20. At 24, he opened his first real estate company. Today, Jim leads one of the largest real estate firms in the state of Oregon, on track to close a billion dollars in sales volume this year, and is the creator of the Path Performance Coaching Platform, a fresh, new, exciting approach to real estate coaching that is helping agents nationwide to achieve their true potential. Okay, guys, uh, today we have the great pleasure of having uh, Melissa Kirk on the program. And uh, Melissa um, has a lot of experience um, in business. Uh, she's got uh, kind of interesting a business degree and a psychology degree. Was that what I heard? Yeah, so kind of an interesting combination for realtors. Uh, we're going to jump in today and talk a little bit about mindset and, you know, kind of realigning and refocusing your you know, how you're approaching the market, how you're approaching your career and your life. And she's a, also a coach and a mentor. So Melissa, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So uh, let's dive in a little bit. This is a, you know, it's a challenging market that we're in. It's uh, stressful. We've got a multiple offers, a very little inventory. Um, how are you helping people kind of navigate that whole situation in our market? Like just from a mindset standpoint. Well, just really understanding what's happening in the market is really key. You know, a lot of times people don't believe you that that there's going to be 35 offers on every property and that they're going to be going for cash over asking. And, you know, so for one thing, I've been really helping my clients, you know, manage their expectations. But also, um, you know, if they're if they're approved at a certain level, you know, I'm encouraging them to look a hundred thousand below that level. You know, if you're approved for 800, I'm telling them we need to look at the ones in the 700 range, you know, because there's just, it's competitive. You have to be able to have some wiggle room. You have to have some cash to throw at it. You can't really depend that it's going to appraise for what you, what it's sold for. So you might have to, you know, meet that gap. So there's just a lot of things going on. And, um, you know, a lot of people keep saying, you know, the bottom's going to fall out and everything. And I, I agree at some point that the market will probably correct itself. But at the same time, if you've got so many people, there's no supply right now. Mm-hmm. And there's when the demand, you know, no matter what the interest rates do or what is how the prices go, people still have to have a place to live. So yeah, that's the one interesting thing about our business is unlike stocks or bonds or anything else. I mean, people don't have to buy those, but people have to live somewhere. Right. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. Um, in terms of like a frustration and burnout for agents, because this market, when you're having to write 20 offers to get one accepted and, you know, you have to show, you know, 15, 20 homes, you know, it's frustrating and it's tiring. How do you, uh, how do you stay up? I mean, what's the, what's the secret of your kind of staying in a mentally good space? Well, I think really um, before even getting started with my clients, I have their, you know, I really get clear with them on expectations and what, what's going to happen. And I find is when my clients listen to me, 
we don't have to go through 20 offers. Yeah, yeah. You know, when <laughs> it's when they don't listen and when they they are stubborn about that they want to do it their way, right. not understanding, you know, and some of those, you know, after we do two or three and they see what's that the reality is there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but just trying to be competitive. And one of those things with being competitive is not doing everything you can to have no contingencies, you know? Yeah. So interesting too, is um, on the seller side of the fence is I think there's a real fear, a fear on a couple of different fronts. Number one, that they're going to sell for a price that's, you know, they could have got higher, right? That's one, you know, so there's always the fear of I'm not getting as much as I could, but then there's also the fear of um, like, where am I going to go? Am I going to be homeless? Cause there's nothing else to buy. Um, are yeah. you seeing that in your market and how do you address that? Yeah. Well, what I'm seeing is that most of the people that are selling right now, they're selling their investment properties mm. and all the renters are being displaced. Yeah. So I know in my own community that, there's, there's, you know, 50 to a hundred people for every rental property because all the landlords are now selling. Yeah. So that's not displacing the, the, the sellers. So there's not a lot of risk. The other thing I'm seeing is people that are moving out of state. So when people are moving out of state, you know, I, but the market isn't, is the same in a lot of those places too. Sure. The difference is, is when they're taking California money and going somewhere else, they're doing, you know, the same thing that's happening to the Bay area is that they're throwing money at it, you know, offering way more than asking and covering the spread. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think so a, I a think, different price point, right? Yeah. <laughs> a lower price point. Yeah. Are you finding, I mean, we've been talking a little bit about this with our own coaching students is a little bit about this kind of concept of urban flight, like people leaving metro areas and moving to less expensive areas, or, you know, they now can remote work and, you know, now they can, you know, just move somewhere else and go to like a Zoom town where it's, you know, more rural, less expensive. You're right in the center, kind of the heart of one of the most expensive markets in the country, which is San Francisco. Are you mm-hmm. seeing that? Are you seeing people leave the market? Oh, definitely. You know, when you're when you're renting a 900 square foot flat for five thousand dollars a month. Wow. <laughs> and then you can go to, you know, thirty to forty miles out, and you're no longer commuting. You can buy, you know, a nice house right? or a five hundred thousand. 5,000 square foot home with right. land. I mean, can you imagine they came from San Francisco and you have a yard <laughs> right. and then, but they, you know, they're, they've sold and now they have cash. So right. it's causing all that to go into the greater Bay area and to the outskirts of the Bay area where mm-hmm. that frenzy is going there because, yeah. And I think that's why we're having so many offers is that you know, now when a two to three hour each way commute is taken off the table, mm-hmm. then they're more willing to try some of these other areas. Sure. Right. And yeah, then, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so as, a, as an agent, um, do you find that when you're talking to uh, potential sellers, are they, are they, is it that they're moving to a suburb or do you find them completely moving out of state? I mean, do you find, is it one more than the other or? Um, it, it's all different things. Some people have bought a home already. So they went through the frenzy of being the buyer and being, you know, in this bidding war. 
And they have the ability either through a bridge loan or through just having their investment money to buy that outright. And now that they've moved, they're now going to sell their primary. Some of them are moving further out, just like, you know, when you can buy more, your money goes further and you're not concerned about a commute. Some people are, but I, you know, it's, it's pretty risky if you don't have a place to go to put your house on the market because you just don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I know you coach around mindset a lot. What, what are your thoughts on mindset and kind of having the right mindset for this industry? Well, I think that for right now, if you're trying to buy something in particular, I, I don't know that there's not, there's a, not a lot going on if you're, if you're the seller, right? Because mm-hmm. your house is probably going to be sold for more than what you even ever thought possible. But if you're buying, you know, just really being clear, I think clarity is the key of, you know, exactly where you want to go, exactly how much money you have, what you're willing to give on and what you're not. Because, you know, when you, when you have a market like this, you can't be that picky. You can't, you know, you kind of, have to know the five or six things that are really important, like how many bedrooms or, you know, if there needs work or if they're, if it's move in ready, you know, what, it, what's your desire. So I think that when um, you get really clear about what's important, I try to have my clients have a list of five to 10 things that they're not willing to budge on. So then that gives me a little bit of when I'm doing my research of what things to show them, I already know that those things are in there. And so it's not a waste of my time because I don't want to get in there and then book all these appointments. And, you know, sometimes you have a 15 minute time slot and, you know, to walk in just to find out, oh, well, they, this piece is non-negotiable. And I already would have known that if I would have had, you know, so I try to do prepare all that upfront. Yeah. You know, and then obviously getting the pre-approval and getting, you know, their comfort level on, you know, maybe you're approved for one amount, but you really don't want that high of a payment. Mm-hmm. So getting the the range of flexibility and what, what parameters we're working on, you know, before we start this process is what I've found to be really helpful. So do you do a, uh, is it common there or are you doing it personally, a buyer presentation, like a full, like, Hey, I want to kind of sit down and show you how I work and what the process yeah. looks like. Yeah. yeah. I, I really try to educate them on the whole process get Mm -hmm. their expectations in check because, you know, a lot of people are aware of how crazy the market is right now, but whether they really believe, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to even believe that that's really going on. Yeah. So showing them examples, showing them like what closed in January versus what closed in April versus what closed, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just progressing. And the other thing is letting them know, you know, look at from January to April, what happened, how much the prices went up. So if you screw around and keep like being picky about stuff, then you're going to miss out on that hundred thousand dollars in equity by delaying. And, you know, so that's what I really try to set the stage for is, you know, this is what really the reality and what's happening and how to work around it and work with it. I think that's an interesting conversation with home prices rising one to 2% a month, basically in some markets. I mean, at your price points, when your minimum price is probably a million five or something uh, or higher, um, 1% is a lot. I mean, that's, that's adding up to, you know, 15 grand a month. If you wait three months, you just cost yourself 45 grand, you know? So anybody who's waited a year, I mean, they're paying significantly more than they would have last year. Right. Uh, Really interesting, actually. Um, What's the, um, 
what's the attitude of uh, buyers? Do you feel like there's a, they're hitting like a, a resistance? Like, hey, I'm 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 pretty much I'm not going to pay keep paying this, or is there like no, I'm going to pay anything it takes? You know, it really depends on their situation. I think some people are just really clear that they want to, you know, they want to move, they want to get in on this investment opportunity. Um, you know, and a lot of it is just simply that they don't have a place to live. You know, yeah. they've sold their house and you don't have a choice. And now the rental market is so flooded. It's not really like you can take your time and get a rental Mm-hmm. And then wait another three months. The other thing is the interest rates, you yeah. know, with the the interest rates being so low, even what they've gone up in the last few months, um, you know, it's changing three or four hundred dollars a month just because it goes up a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, so you have to take all those things in consideration, because even if the home values go down a little bit in a couple of years, if the loan prices are higher, you're going to get the same, your payment's going to be the same. It's exactly. it, So I think that making them aware of that and understanding that whole, like what the difference is, the cost for the money right now, mm-hmm. and then the potential of it going up. And then just, you know, and, and the other thing is who really wants to move twice? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can move directly, that saves a lot of money. So. Right. Now, because of the kind of this, this exodus that's happening out of your market, which is kind of unique, are you finding prices moderating or are they still going straight up? They're still going up. Still going when up. You, I mean, until you get, when you still have 30 to 40 offers on every property, it's, there. I mean, people are offering stupid prices. You know, they're not even saying, you know, like, oh, 20,000 over asking. It's 100,000 or 300,000. Right. So. You know, and not everyone can compete at that level. So that's why I'm really trying to get my clients to realize your budget's here. Let's start over here because you have to have some bargaining power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. What is um, the, in terms of the agents in your community, are, are there agents still entering the business or is there less agents starting to come in because they see the competition or is it still the same amount of agents coming in? Is it still a lot of people coming into the business? You know, I, I see new agents in our office every, every month. So I think there's more people coming in mm-hmm. always, but you know, it's 80% of the, the real estate agents um, don't do much, right? right. It's always that yeah. 20% that have 80% of the market. So right. yes, they're coming in and you know, there's, I think that a lot of leads right now are coming from your signage on a listing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really helping the people that already have a listing to get yeah. more leads. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a challenge, but you know, now with all social media and ways of reaching people and getting, you know, people outside of your own influence and the people that you already know, yeah. I think if they know how to, you know, do the digital marketing or things like that, but, um, you know, they can still be successful. It's challenging now because there's no open houses. There's right. no paper there. Yeah. You know, you can't walk around with flyers. You can't, there's a lot of restrictions now. So mm-hmm. people are having to reinvent themselves into how they're going to reach their market. Right. So let's talk about social media for a second, because that's a big way people are reaching people um, and, and building audiences. Is that something that you're involved with is, um, you know, putting yourself out on social? Yeah. So I, I regularly, um, communicate with my, my followers. I have, you know, a Facebook page and then I've, I'm doing some ads and things like that. Um, I also blog and have a website. So, 
you know, just talking about all these issues. And so people can gather information. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, you have to put yourself as the expert. You have to put yourself as, you know, knowing the current things for people to trust you and for them to see that, you know, you're um, a trusted person and you'll help them to get what they, what they're looking for. So in terms of your blog, how, what does that look like? How, how do you, is that a monthly blog? It goes out every month or how's that look? No, um, it's a blog that I'm doing it, doing several blogs every week mm-hmm. and there's links to it, you know, from my website, but sure. they're talking about like these current things that we've been discussing of, you know, the interest rates and the impact, the, how many people really are making offers on houses and where a home price is going percentages, things like that. And just, mm-hmm you know, kind of a guide to understanding, you know, there's, there's some empowerment to do your own research rather than just trust the real estate agent. So I'm yeah. putting that information out there so that people can use the resource and really fact find. <laughs> so with your, do you do videos with your blog or is it all just in writing? Um, most of that's in writing. I do some videos when I'm doing like social media posts or when I'm doing, um, ads and things like that. There's, I'm doing video, video works, posting Mm -hmm. them on my YouTube channel, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So in terms of uh, like your sphere of influence, do you find most of your business is coming from, you know, friends, family, people that know, like, and trust you, or do you have other avenues of business that you're chasing? Well, like I said, I'm reaching out and putting information out there. So I do get contacted by outside people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it, you know, I've been in the healing business and coaching business and mindset stuff for the last 15 years. So I know a lot of people I've done lots of networking and I have a lot of connections. So um, I do get a lot of referrals that way, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it, it just seems like every month there's something new that doesn't work that used to work or, you know, you just have to stay on top of it. It's yeah. the only thing constant in this market is change. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so with um, networking, which is a big focus of our coaching is, you know, actually, I think it's one of the least expensive, most effective things you can be doing is just networking with other people, going to breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks. Um, but in this market, um, you know, that's been more challenging, right? You can't necessarily yeah. do that. Luckily, things are starting to open up here. I don't know if they are there. Yeah, so. they are. Not not as much as they, you, you know, not yeah. normal yet, but yeah. it's better. You so can that, now go to lunch. <laughs> that's, is that something that you you do a lot is some networking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Um, because, you know, I think most of people, people, when they want to work with you, it's about relationship, you know, right. and relationship is not like, is not online. So it's not about, you know, a Facebook post or an ad or things like that. They want to work with someone that they know, like, and trust, and they want to, and that, that trust builds with getting to know them. So um, up until, you know, last year, I spent a lot of my time networking with people, connecting with people, getting referrals, things like that. So I have a large network. And just recently I've been you know, going to in-person meetings a few times, probably like once a week where before it was more often than that. But um, I am reaching out to them. I'm kind of been clearing out my database so that I get them um, the information they're looking for. You know, if they're my coaching clients, maybe they don't want to know about real estate or if they're my real estate clients, maybe they don't want to know about coaching. So dialing all that in and And, you know, it's another way of connecting with them. It's a way of showing them what's new in my business and how it's expanding, how they can work with me. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
I think that I think the in-person part is the most impactful. Absolutely. And just yeah. human connection. I think you're right where you have to be treating, elevating relationships from relationships to friendships, right? And, and yes. how do you do that? How do you make that happen? Because friends refer friends ultimately. Yes. And if, um, if they look at you in that light, that's the ultimate, you know, um, raving fan, which is what we want. Right. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, like testimonials and reviews, is that something you're, you know, you, you drive towards as getting those testimonials and reviews? I know a lot of agents are now. Yeah. Um, I do. I've tried to, I've been trying to build up my Yelp stuff because I found that, um, like Google business and mm-hmm. I, I feel like Yelp, um, kind of has a market. Like I'm not always excited to work with them, but at the same time, you know, when you try to search for, I, when I've tried to search for my own businesses, I find all my own stuff is like the next page and everything's about Yelp. So anything on, you know, so, um, I do think the referrals are really important and the, are the recommendations, the reviews and, um, you know, it's, it's touchy. Yeah. Cause you, you don't know what they're, you know, even if they like you, I know people that have asked people for reviews and then they gave them, they're like, Oh, we loved her. And they gave her a four star. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Careful. I would love your five star review. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So on Yelp, especially, which I think is interesting. I've seen a lot of realtors talk about um, Yelp being a great place for relocation clients because mm-hmm. you know when people are come to any city, the first thing you do is you Yelp everything to see what you know. Right. So I think it can be a good place for meeting some of those uh, higher, higher level, higher, more highly educated people that yeah. tend to use Yelp anyway. I think that's really brilliant, actually. And, and you mentioned something which I think a lot of agents aren't doing well, which is Google Business and having a Google Business page set up. Are you posting mm-hmm. to that a lot? I know you can you can post almost like social media on there now. You know, I'm just getting started with it because um, I had a real t- hard time working with them in the beginning. You know, they they don't validate your business, and then they want to send you a postcard, and then it gets lost, and it was just right. tricky. But um, you know, I do know people, not even necessarily even in real estate, but I do know like with my business clients there that they do get good results with it. Once they get everything set up, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I do think that that's a great source of getting your name out there. And, um, you know, I can tell you all day long how great I am, but mm-hmm. no one really cares, you know? So it really makes a difference if you have somebody that has worked with you, reviews you and their money's on the line, they got what they wanted. So you know, it's invaluable to do that. And um, I think posting to YouTube is really important because um, it builds your credibility, things yeah. like that. And so those are some of the things that I haven't always done consistently. And now I'm, I'm setting up the system to where those get done. And those, you know, because the consi- consistency is the key. Right. If you just do something one or two times, it, you got you to gotta do it for a while to build the momentum. So, yeah. And I think the, you know, it's interesting how fast it can build up though. If you think about doing one video a week, let's just say, which sounds like not a lot, but it actually is over a year, you'll have 50 videos in your inventory. And um, a lot, if that's, if those are evergreen videos that don't, you know, aren't perishable, you you start to build a pretty good inventory. Right. I think that's great. That's really really smart. So let's, um, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I want to, I want to share with everybody how they can like find you and get a hold of you and, and work with you. So my website is Bay Area Real Estate Experts.com. Okay, great. <laughs> and if you can't remember that, I have my website, MelissaKirk.com. It's M E L I S S A 
and then kirk.com. So um, there's a place to contact me on there too. It doesn't have a lot of real estate information. That's my coaching website, but um, yeah, if anyone has questions or, you know, they're looking to relocate or they're looking for just even just advice on how to move forward. You know, I really love doing all the staging and clearing and getting your home ready and just the recommendations for all the things you can do to get top dollar and things not to do, you know, some things don't bring the biggest return. So, you know, and I talk a lot about that too, when you're thinking you sell your house in five years, that what should you do now? Should you read, you know, how much money should you invest? So Great. anything that you, any questions, reach out. I love, I love, it. That. I love it. And I'm sure everybody can find you, you on YouTube with your YouTube channel and on social media as well, right? Yeah. So if you go on my site, there's links to all of it, um, you know, to all my social media on there. And um, yeah. Awesome. Start taking in the information. <laughs> love it. Melissa, thank you so much for taking your time and spending some time with us today. Uh, I love your insights and uh, hopefully all the audience goes and checks you out. If you're looking for more ideas, tools, scripts, interviews, and strategies, check out erealestatecoach.com. At the site, you'll find an award-winning blog, starter kits, mastery courses, and the Path Performance Coaching. Also connect with Jim on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for erealestatecoach.com.